it's time to raise the roof for our 11th off-season episode. Uh, we are kind of doing things, again, you know, things are free-flowing here on the podcast. So, unfortunately, Gibby is not here for the podcast tonight, but it's fine because, you know, not everyone can be available all the time. So, it's just me and Evan and our special guest, who I will introduce right now, uh, Michaela Danley, who is one of uh, one of the great members of the of the race Twitter community. Uh, Michaela, how are you doing? Happy New Year to you. How's everything going? Happy New Year to you too. I'm I'm doing good. I'm a little busy right now, but I'm doing good. That's good. Uh, we so we've talked at length. It seems like about the Snell trade since you since we haven't talked to you about it yet. Uh, how what were your feelings about it? quickly oh I was like totally not happy at first like you know I'm in the group chat and all of a sudden like my phone's blowing up and I'm like oh that what what the hell happened and that's what it was it was it was shocking to say the least like you say you want to be this world series contending team but you're getting rid of major players that contributed to that team so have you warmed up to it at all have I what or have you like warmed up to it at all over time, yeah, seeing what we're getting in return, but it's still, it, it was hurt. It hurt. It, it hurt. Yeah, it, it, it sucks. Yeah, I think it, it still did. hurts us to be honest. Like it's just yeah. a weird yeah. thing. It's just a weird thing. It, but it's it's weird to imagine him in a Padres jersey. Like it's weird to just see him in a different jersey than a race jersey. But I'm I'm okay happens. with it though because the Padres new uniforms I really like. So yeah. like I'm okay with it. I mean I'm not, but I am. Uh, but speaking of teams that may or may not have gotten fleeced and or big trades that have happened in recent days, uh, just today, trade today, a monster trade that came out today, uh, those that are fans of the New York Mets and, and uh, new owner Steve Cohen uh, must be going through the roof now because of what has happened. Uh, the Mets traded for shortstop, uh, superstar shortstop Francisco Lindor, and ace starting pitcher Carlos Carrasco from the Cleveland baseball team in return for a package of four, four players slash prospects, including uh, the Mets pre or previous shortstop. Now Ahmed Rosario uh, shortstop uh, prospect, Andres Jimenez pitching prospect, Josh Wolf and outfield prospect, Isaiah green, both Wolf and green are now in the Mets top 10 in terms of their, um, their prospect list. Jimenez is not there. Uh, so this doesn't, have necessarily anything to do with the Rays, but it also does because with Lindor going to the Mets, the Yankees no longer have the ability to trade for Lindor. I don't know if if either of you thought that he was going to go to the Yankees or the or saw the possibility of it, but now that Lindor is out of the AL, out of the grasp of the Yankees, how are we feeling about kind of the you know revised Rays chance of what they're going to do in the AL this season? I think it helped um, us. Because it's just that someone that we don't have to face. And I'm happy for him. At least he's going to be somewhere where people are willing to appreciate him and pay him. Yeah, it's a big yeah, thing. I agree. Um, I mean, the Yankees, they, we still have Bauer to worry about. Um, we have no clue where he's going. If he goes to New York, that completely changes things. Like, it kind of puts the Lindor thing in the rearview mirror. Like, it makes that look definitely minuscule compared to Bauer. But, yeah, it is nice to get kind of Lindor out of the AL. Um, we're not going to be playing the NL East for a while because we just played them, I think, three years probably. So that would be nice not to face them. They definitely get an upgrade at shortstop. I mean, I think they gave away one of their sh- – uh, Andres Jimenez, they gave away. No, no, was- Rosario was the previous starting shortstop, and he was very underwhelming as a prospect and then as a guy yeah. who actually played in the I, lineup. 
and uh Andres Jimenez, I think was the back like backup shortstop. But okay. um yeah, that um I'm pretty sure he was part of the deal. He's going to Cleveland. Um definitely an upgrade at that position. Lindor is an amazing player. And the Mets got Carrasco, who before his like leukemia was an amazing pitcher. He's still last year, I'm looking at his stats right now. He pitched didn't pitch too many innings, but and he, although he was only three and four, he had a 2.91 ERA, which is pretty good, and 68 innings pitched, which isn't terrible. And they've already had they already have a really good rotation in Carrasco. If he can kind of go deep into games, I think he could be a team difference for that team. Yeah, definitely. But I, I mean, I, I think I think the biggest thing not only that Lindor is now out of the AL, the Yankees don't have him, is that. Steve Cohen, uh, for those that don't know, Steve Cohen's a billionaire, huge Mets fan, bought the Mets. Obviously, he's now the owner of the team. This is really the first big deal that he's made. And I think for a lot of Rays fans looking at this deal, considering that Cleveland is kind of in the same place as the Rays when it comes to that small market mentality and not really paying their players that much, it then brings back up the question of current Rays ownership and and what we would give to have an owner like Cohen. Is there Moving forward, is there any sort of possibility that the Rays could possibly get someone like him who is, you know, not only a fan of the team, but also someone who's incredibly wealthy to then take over the team? Or right now, is that not really a possibility just based on what's going on? I mean, it'd be nice to have a different owner that actually seems like he cares about the actual team and cares about the fans. But Stu just seems like he's not the type. He's not just going to go and sell the team because he just... It's it's like he like lives to make the fans miserable. Is what it seems like. And I, it's definitely feasible. Like it's um, just considering how cheap the Rays are as an organization. I think on the last podcast we said they were nine hundred eighty million dollars. I think they're uh, like approximized that. Um, and that's de- I think that's the cheapest out of any baseball team. So it's definitely possible. But I I mean I think the Rays are going to need like multiple more playoff appearances, maybe another pennant win. Just make it look more attractive. And I think a new stadium. I think a new stadium will make that ownership a lot more attractive because, I mean, being an owner in a city, like for a team that doesn't get that many fans to games is not the most attractive position. So I think that would help a lot along with a lot of other things. Yeah, I would agree with that because no one really wants to buy out a team that has horrible attendance issues because it's just such a pain to get to the stadium. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, to, to oh, like, sorry, Evan. Sorry, uh, just to like go kind of back on the uh, Yankees, like not getting the door thing. Like, it's not that big of an issue. Like, I'm not like that. I guess consoled that the Yankees didn't get him because they still they still got Glaber. Glaber's still a really good shortstop. He's got a really good bat. I mean, he's hit what like thirty something home runs. I think either last year or two. I think two years ago, mm-hmm. the last like normal season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how good his glove is. But he's got a really good bat along with basically everybody in the Yankees lineup. But um, I don't think they are hurt that by by missing that much by missing out on the door. I, I, I mean, no, person, yeah, I agree with both of you that, like, you know, it might not be the worst thing for the Yankees. I just think it was the the fact that this was, I'm sure, a big target for a lot of Yankees fans that I, I you know, I think that this was a person that they thought that they were going to get because they, I mean, Talks are still in place with LeMahieu. I don't know if the Yankees are willing to match his price right now. And it's just really interesting because if you can't get LeMahieu, then you're going to need to bring in someone or or, or are you going to trust the guys who you have? And I, it seems like right now Cashman is just 
trusting the guys who he has. And if, if, if they're going to sign LeMahieu, then, then they'll sign him. So. And, and the dangerous thing about the Yankees, too, is how underrated their farm system is. They've got a really good farm, farm system that if they do miss out on LeMahieu, if they lose Tanaka, which it does seem like he's not coming back, and if they lose Paxton, they have a farm system that can kind of replace these guys. And, yes, it'll take a couple of years maybe to, like, get them MLB ready, but they, they're not going away anytime soon. I think a lot of people under like – underestimate their farm system just because everyone has this mindset oh the Yankees just they they have all this money to spend and they think that that's the only way that they get their players and like frankly it's just not yeah I mean that one um I forget the reliever but that they ah shoot um never mind I'll think of it later <laughs> it'll, it'll pop up later but yeah no they have they they do have a really good farm system and well I mean I mean if you if we think about the guys that they brought up Sanchez was a prospect Judge was a prospect Glaber was a prospect. Andujar was a prospect. Hicks, I think they either got in a trade when he was young or he came up with them. I think it might have been in the trade thing. but Yeah, um, like, Hicks, Hicks was somewhere else, I think. Yeah, Voight basically was a prospect at the time that they traded him from the, from, from the Cardinals. Like, they've built a lot of these guys up, their current core as a team. So, I mean, clearly they, you know, they have a, like, now more than ever, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like what it was back in the 90s when they were, um, you know, when they brought up Jeter and Posada and Bernie Williams and, uh, you know, and Mariano all the, and Andy Pettit all at the same time. Uh, I, I don't know. It'll be – it's just – it's going to be interesting to see what happens in 2021 with them because, again, we yeah. don't know if they're going to sign LeMahieu. We don't know if they're going to go out and sign or re-sign LeMahieu, and we don't know if they're going to go out and sign Bauer. But, yeah, I, I, I do agree with how, like, underrated kind of their front office is just based on how much money they do have to offer because – I mean, that Glaber trade was one of the greatest front office decisions I think I've ever made when they trade for – they gave the Cubs Chapman and got Glaber and someone else in return other than re-signed Chapman after the Cubs won the World Series. I mean, that's just ingenuity from um, ingenuity from the front office. And the Voight trade, they gave up practically nothing for him. I think he was from St. Louis. He mm-hmm. was – and Hicks, I don't – he came from Minnesota, but I don't know if he signed in free agency or he got traded. So – their front office definitely does some moves that are very underlooked, and I hate that we're kind of praising the Yankees right now. But I guess I got to give. I'm not going to praise them. I'm just going to. I'm just going to point out information. Like I'm not. Yeah. It's just, it's just facts. You're not saying anything positive. It, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're only we stating facts here. Facts. Exactly. Factual true. information. I did want to ask both of you. So I don't know if we talked specifically about Cleveland changing or announcing that they were going to change their name, but like not officially doing it because they're going to wait. And then they're basically going to sell off all the chief. Like the way that they're doing that is just really, really stupid because if you're just going to get rid of the name, just get rid of the name straight up and, and figure out a way to do it. But uh, how do we feel about them finally making the change after years of people trying to, you know, people pressuring them in order to do it. And what do we think would be a good replacement name for the team uh, once they finally change it? The Cleveland baseball team, maybe just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't get that at all. Like, I don't understand how, like, you change the team name, and then you're like, Ashley, you know what? We're going to wait until ne- after next year. Like, I mean, for how bad the Washington football team, not, like, n- name is, at least they did it right when they said they were going to, which and they makes won the a lot a- more sense. And, and they won the NFC East. So, I mean, clearly, yeah. clearly good things are coming from it. And, and I understand that it takes it, – it's not an easy job to rebrand a whole franchise, especially with a whole new team name. 
mm. possibly a different color scheme. But it, 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 I just don't understand that at all. Um, but I, I have no clue what like a possible name could be. Um, I don't really know Cleveland's like history that much to like give maybe a good name that would reflect their history or like maybe what they're known for. So yeah, I think it kind of seems like they were just piggybacking off of Washington at this point because it's like who like who wanted to be the first one to change it and they're like, oh, well, they changed it. I guess now it's our turn. Like if you are gonna you might as well just wait to change it until you have something like permanent in mind. I agree with that. It's just like more of look at us. We did it because you wanted us to, and not because we felt like we actually needed to. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. It's, it's more like they, I feel like they wanted the bragging rights and kind of the publicity rather than actually wanting to change the name. And that's, I think that's good. Because it's like the right thing to do. Cause it's a very, I think it was very, just quick and kind of a hasty process that maybe wasn't like thought out all the way because they should have been more patient with it, like rebrand before they changed the name. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really weird thing. I do want to say, so a, I'm a hundred percent for the move because I mean, it's, you know, it's about time. Like, like the Braves are, the, the Braves are probably gonna have to change their name. There's other, you know, Blackhawks might have to change their name at some point. Like there's other teams that are also facing this, but Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, it's about time to do it. Thank God that they're doing it. I know the name that I liked, which I don't really know if it's the best idea to put it in due to their history, but I think like the hipster one that a lot of people are going for is the Cleveland Spiders because that was the name of not the not the Cleveland baseball team, but another team that existed, I think, in the National League at the same time or before then that uh, was essentially like a feeder team for I believe it was the St. Louis Browns or whoever was playing in St. Louis and basically when all of the players on the Cleveland uh, on the Spiders got good they then went to St. Louis so the Spiders team was terrible and that team has the distinction of having the worst record in Major League Baseball history it was in in 1899 they went 20 and 134 oh uh so they so they were really bad but I just think it's the idea that people are like they sucked so much. I want to know more about it. And let's bring back the name because all the other names of the Cle like, I think they were called something that had to do with like a lake at one point. They were called the Cleveland Naps because of Nap Lejoie, who was like their best player. So they were literally just named after their best player for quite a little bit. Like, I, I mean, and then they changed it to the, you know, name before the Cleveland baseball team. But I mean, it's not officially Cleveland baseball team, but I'm not going to call it the other name. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just really, really interesting. I think another one that people are throwing out is the Cleveland Rocks because Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the show that, that Drew Carey was on, I don't know when the heck it was on because I never watched it, but it was on. And then people were like, oh, it's like close to the Rockies. And I'm like, okay, well, like, come up with a better name. I mean, yeah. I, like, I, I, I don't Rocks, know. That's a cool I one. That, that's that is a, yeah, that's, that's a cool one. And you could um, take it – well, you could take it and then basically how they did the 2019 All-Star Game logo, you could kind of rebrand it to look like that in a sense. So, like, take that and then just, like, use the same color scheme and then just rebrand it. Yeah, I was like – I would be so interested to see, like, what the concept for uniforms and the logo would be for the rocks. I yeah. like the rocks better than the spiders. I don't like spiders. Yeah, I think that's another yeah, thing is, like is that people don't like spiders. So, people just don't like the yeah. idea because they're, like, spider bad. No, no, no spider. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Yeah, and I feel like a team with the worst 
record in major league history you don't want to think you would want to go away from that yeah also true also true bad mojo yeah i I don't know but you know we'll see what happens quickly i don't know if either of you want to talk about it but it seems like the astros are going to sign former Rays reliever ryan stanick who was a free agent coming you know in this in 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 this offseason i know that we had talked about him as a guy possibly that the Rays might want to, you know, sign as just like a bullpen option, but now he's going to be on the Astros. So, I mean, I guess, would you have liked to see him maybe sign for the right deal? And is it fine that he's now on the, and now in Houston? I I think he's fine where he is. Like it would have been nice to have him back, I think, but I mean, if it was, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't the right price, it wasn't the right price. Cause you know, we like to spend $2 on our players. Yeah. I mean, I I was I never really wanted him back, I guess. Like, no offense to the guy, but, like, I mean, that trade was amazing. We got Trevor Richards and Nick Anderson in that trade, I believe. And we I don't talk we about up... Trevor Richards in this house. He hasn't been good recently. <laughs> well, yeah, but Nick, Nick Anderson was be- – <laughs> Yeah, Nick Anderson we talk but, about. Um, he's he's the gem of the yeah. trade. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're allowed to talk about him. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and, I mean, standing for the Marlins just wasn't that bad. He – Always had an ERA above five. He didn't pitch that many innings. Um, only 21 innings in 2019. So in a normal season, that's not a high workload at all. And he and he had a 5.48 ERA. I don't know. I think he he was he's one of those pitchers I think who fit, like fit really well with the Rays. And then once he left, he just kind of lost. I guess what got him there. And um, I don't know. It's I mean he's got filthy stuff. He's got in, insane heat. Like he brings heat. And it'll be interesting to see him in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with both of you. Um, and best of luck to Ryan in Houston. I, I mean, mm-hmm. he's not a cheater. So Definitely. We, can, we can, we can stand him as a player on Houston that, that we will not hate going into 2021. Can we do, hate the do you know what is, Astros, though? are we allowed to do that? What? Like, can we hate the rest of the Astros though? Cause I do. I mean like any guy oh, that yeah. was any guy that was there in 2017. Sure. But I, like, I'm not going to hate on okay. Jordan Alvarez cause he wasn't involved That's in fair. anything. And That's he's a beast. He's yeah, he's a beast he's so too. Good. <laughs> like like Abraham Toro. A, I don't care about him, and B, he's just he wasn't involved. So yeah. you just you you're fine. Just, just chill. <laughs> how much how much did they uh, sign Stanek for? I have no clue. I would have to did go they, did look they list that, that up. Here, let me go look that up. Uh, I'm gonna back up. Okay, so I just looked it up. Uh, apparently, he signed for uh, 1.1 mil. So clearly not that much money. So I mean, the Rays could have had him. At at that point, I would have maybe thought about I would have rethought that because I thought he would have signed for like maybe three or four mil, but one point one mil. I feel like that's a bargain. But we are the Rays again, so it could be the one that. that really put us over the edge. Yeah. Maybe if it was just one mil, then we would have been fine. It's like I can't I can't give you that extra one hundred k. Nope, too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which I'm fine with. Our bullpen is yeah, bull, yeah Ray's bullpen is really yeah. good. Ray's yeah. Ray's people people for, people forget about yeah, we've lost two of our three like starting pitchers and like our aces, I guess. But people forget about how good our bullpen is still. Yeah, they're bullpen they're solid. Really bullpen is really good. All right, uh, so that's kind of the news. Uh, I wanted to throw out kind of an interesting conversation with us before we get into talking more about uh, you, Michaela, and your story as a Ray's fan. So, obviously, none of us want the Rays to move to Montreal, and Montreal isn't a baseball city. I will single-handedly fight anyone in, in the city of Montreal, and I'm putting that on the podcast right now. And if you don't like that, I'm sorry. 
But with yeah, that being said, I agree. Yeah, with that being said, the Rays might move at some point, and we have to, you know, be be prepared for the possibility of that. Where would a place in the like like if the Rays moved, like where would you want the Rays to move if they were to move, and you would be okay with it, and you would still want to support the team? Is basically the question that I have. So, like, I mean, MLB has discussed expansion places, expansion cities. So, I guess limiting to the U.S., where would be a place that you think or like you would still be completely fine if they moved there because it's either like a really really cool city that they're moving to there's a great fan base that exists in other ways like what would be that what what would be that city Pref- i mean preferably i would like for them to stay in florida cuz then i could still go to the like obviously like no matter where they go like i'll still be a fan because that's just who i am like i've been in this for long enough i can't quit now yeah. like preferably somewhere in florida nowhere near like nowhere in mind but if not florida like somewhere in the southeast so it's still feasible to go and experience a game like i can't it was so hard this season just not being able to go to a game just because of covid because i go to i go to multiple a year like it's it was so hard so it'll be even harder if they're like not feasible to go to so somewhere preferably in the southeast region of the united states yeah um well I mean, you know what I'm going to say. Definitely somewhere. I know what you're going to say. I, yeah, I have two <laughs> places. Um, one is biased because I'm from North Carolina, um, but I just don't really understand how there isn't an MLB team in North Carolina yet. It's, cool. I feel like it's great baseball weather. There's a lot of people in this, in this state. We have two feasible cities that could do it, Charlotte or Raleigh. They both have professional sports teams that play there. Um, so I'm not really sure why that hasn't happened yet. But I would say definitely in North Carolina. Uh, then two, just move it to Tampa, like to move it to actual Tampa. Because I do, I mean, how it's not very far, but it would make a huge difference, I think, considering like just well, that, the game. one bridge. And look at, yeah, look at how the Lightning and Bucks do. No one, like yeah, no one complains about going to Emily or going to Raymond James. Like nobody complains yeah. about those. Yep. And I think you compare those and there's clearly Tampa sports fans out there and it's the stadium location so yeah either somewhere north carolina raleigh or charlotte preferably raleigh but uh most likely charlotte and then tampa would be my two i like those good place i like the i I like both those so other than uh because i agree tampa would be great um and i'm sure maybe there's a couple other places in florida i have two that i think would be really interesting so one is nashville and i know that there is I know that there's a triple A team in Nashville, the Nashville sounds, I think they're triple A. So I don't know what you'd have to do with that because they'd have to be gone. Cause they would make no sense to have a triple A team and a major league baseball team <laughs> in the same place. And I'm sure no you could probably just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure, I'm sure you could probably just expand the existing stadium, but I mean, they already have a culture of, of, um, you know, of sports there. They Nashville's right next to Vanderbilt, which is like, the mecca of college baseball. If you're trying to get fans, why not literally go to like the best college baseball, you know, the city with the best college baseball university there. Like they're just, just big well, brain ideas. Well, obviously are sport. Like they've got the Preds. So yeah, those are, they got the Preds and they have the Titans. So yeah, two that is a good, two different teams that I never would have thought of Nashville, but I like that. And I mean, like North Carolina, it's got same similar, like good weather, good baseball weather. I think that would be. Oh, I think that'd be great. Is I the AAA team like any good there? Do you know? 
Who, I don't. Well, I know team? that. I know that. Uh, it's it's the Nashville Sounds. I know that they get here. I can quickly look this up. I know they get good attendance, or I'm assuming that they get good attendance. And I know that people are very. I mean, I I know it's a pretty popular team in the area. So okay. It's. I, I mean, it would so just be space. weird because I don't know if like a major league team has just come in and absolutely upended another team. So right now, the, the AAA affiliate of the Brewers. They okay. have so, been in here. I'm just trying to see in terms of, of attendance, in terms of how big their ballpark is. So their ballpark right now holds its 8,500 fixed seating and then 10,000 plus berm seating. Gotcha. So there are baseball fans there. Like that's the yeah. biggest, like people would go to the games. That, that is an interesting um, thought. Nashville's and they really also cool had too, so. Nashville, Nashville SC. So the soccer, so like the current MLS, so like the current MLS team, when they were in the when they played, I this is I, I think it's the USL Championship. So that's the same thing as where the where the Rowdies playing. They use that same stadium uh, with First Horizon Park. They use that as their home stadium for uh, for matches. So it has that it is, has multi use. Cool. But yeah, so yeah, Nashville is now Nashville is now like a legitimate club in the MLS. But yeah, no. So I mean, they have they have a history of of baseball in the city. Uh, and they've had a history. So it's this has been since 1978. They've had a history of baseball in the city. So and and their closest team is probably the Braves. The Reds probably or yeah. The, oh yeah, the no, Braves. it's in Nashville. So and, it, it's either the Braves yeah, or it would be a team in Texas or the or the Reds too. The Reds might how yeah yeah maybe I don't I, I don't know I'm gonna yeah I'm. I'm not I'm not yeah. thinking of it the right way. But no, I mean that's a possibility. And then the other place that I wanted to throw out, which has previously had baseball there, and I think in terms of if you're gonna wanna get fans, this is the perfect place to do it, is Portland. Yeah. Portland's Portland, huge, Oregon, like... not Portland, Maine, Portland, Oregon. Because if for those that don't know, I mean obviously the Trailblazers get fans and the Trailblazers are well supported, but the most popular team in the city is is the portland timbers the mls uh the mls club which they have so they used to play in or uh they used to have a team a minor league team play at providence park which is the current home of the timbers and that so they again they used to play baseball there and now it's just soccer and i think they've expanded the capacity of that stadium at least three or four times in the last probably 15 to 20 years because they have such a, a fervent fan base. Like, if we're talking about, like, a great place to have things, to have now another part of that rivalry between – because Portland and Seattle already have a soccer rivalry. If they now have a baseball rivalry, that would be just add another layer to it, and I think that would be amazing. That'd be cool. That would be – yeah. And Portland, like, yeah, that'd be – I mean, I, I don't know how big – that city is like population wise but yeah i feel like only one professional sports team in all of oregon i just don't think that's right yeah i feel like oregon's a bigger sports market than that so yeah, yeah that, that would be cool well, yeah, so they, they are, love their college football so they do love their they, college they, football that's true and they're good at i mean if we're talking about like other good baseball programs uh oregon state exists yeah. literally in oregon so like I mean, what Adley Rutschman, the number one pick two years ago, it was a catcher at Oregon State. So, like, I mean, if you're trying to get like the college crowd, literally Nashville has Vanderbilt, which is going to have Kumar Rocker as the number one pick this year, and and uh, Portland has Oregon State, which I mean, I don't know how far Corvallis is from Portland, but I mean, it's in the state, so you can just count it. 
Hey, and uh, North Carolina. UNC is really good at baseball year after year, too. UNC and Duke. Both yeah, of them are Duke. good because Duke had um, – yeah. uh, they had Stroman. Stroman came out of Duke. Yep. So, yeah. three, three so good three, college baseball yeah. areas. And then, obviously, Florida because, I mean, that's just a given. Yeah, yeah. that's – yeah. That's just a given. But, yeah, the, Nashville is a cool idea. I never – I've heard of Portland becoming, like – I've heard of Portland and Charlotte becoming, like, kind of the head kind of expansion cities. But uh, Nashville is really cool. I never thought about Nashville. I think Nashville could be fun. Like I would, I would back a move to Nashville. I mean, I'm not saying that I would prefer a move. I'm just saying if we're talking about like last resort places to go to, if I had to watch my favorite team move somewhere, I'd rather them move somewhere where I think that it could be fun. And I think they could still get a good fan base. I would definitely make a few trips a year to go see some games up in Nashville. I think that'd be cool. I've never been. And I really want to go to Nashville. Neither have I. And I feel like it'd be a lot of fun. I would, yeah, I I went when I was like seven or eight, and so I would love to, because Nashville just, I mean, you hear about a lot of stories out of Nashville. It's like a really fun place to go, mm-hmm. and it's I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do. I'd yeah, that'd be really fun to take like a road trip down there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think now this comes to the part of the podcast where uh, Michaela, we want to know how you started. You know, like your story as a race fan. So. Where did things start for you? What did, you know, how did you first get involved in the fan base? So the, I think the, the first year that I started being a Rays fan was the transition from the Devil Rays to the Rays. So 2008, what a fabulous season to start off on making it to the World Series. Yeah, no kidding. But I, I, I always grew up a baseball fan. Like I played softball. My brother played baseball. It was just a thing in our household to be baseball fans. But I grew up a Braves fan just because that's what my parents liked. And so you just like what your parents like. And then I think I was just, it was one day I was like, I just want to branch out. I want to try a new team. And I think I just picked them because they were convenient. Because I live in Ocala. It's not very far from Tampa. It's not very far from St. Pete. So I was like, well, we get their sports channel. I might as well, I, I can watch their games all the time. And I think I just, I watched one game and like I, was hooked like I've we've gone to so much we would we would go to games because they were the closest team obviously and it just I they drew me in because they're just such a fun group and they've always been such a fun group like they 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 get along with each other so well and I just they they like each other and it's like a one big family and that's what I like about them so I am curious why why did did your parents ever try to go over to the side of the Rays or did they just never make that like I'm assuming that they also live in Florida right or do they live up in Georgia no my parents live like 10 minutes down the street from me um they are Rays fans now okay so they like both the Braves and the Rays so I I did get them into the getting them into the Rays okay there we go yeah so they they they're on the right path but that's good. given the choice, I think they would still pick the Braves as an overall, like our dream world series this year would have been yeah. Braves and the Rays. And my mom was like, Michaela, I'm sorry. Like I, I would have to go with the Braves just cause they've always been as long as I can remember. I don't know. I don't know why I have an uncle that lives in Georgia, but that's the only, I don't know why I think it also, I think cause before the Rays, the Braves were the only ones that we were able to see on TV. Mm-hmm. in florida because mm-hmm. they would just play on tbs and so i think that's another reason why that's they, why they were braves fans because it was 
just another team that was convenient for them. Yeah, I was going to ask you, that would have been, if the Braves didn't throw a 3-1 lead, that would have been one hell of a World Series for your family. It would have been really nice. That, that would have been, been exciting. Uh, World Series. Oh, no, you, no, it's fine. My, bro- <laughs> my brother is like, my brother is not a Rays fan. He is a Braves fan, like, to his core. And he, he was pissed. Yeah, I understandably can't so. What I done. So if the Rays blew that 3-0 lead against the Astros, it would have been. I would oh still my- be mad about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I might, I, I might not have a TV in the basement if that would have happened. That's all I'm gonna say. It wouldn't have been great. Yeah, that was yeah, it, like that was the worst. It, it was. I mean, thank God they won. I was so. Uh, you know, Ocala's right near Orlando, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of the am, – am I, am I mistaken in that? Because I, I, I think I know the like, geography of Florida. It's like an hour and a half away. Okay, well, I, I, I know that – so obviously the Braves don't currently have their spring training there anymore because it's now in mm-hmm. Sarasota in, in Northport. But, I mean, the Braves did used to have their spring training in Disney. So did that yeah. at all play a role into it just because of the fact that they were – I'm sure they were probably the closest spring training team to you, more oh, or less. Oh, yeah. My, like, my parents have been to spring training games. That My mom always tells a story about going to one of the spring training games in Orlando, and it was when Chipper Jones was, like, super young on the team. And all they remember is it was – I don't know if it was his aunt or his grandma, and, like, you could hear her from the stands just like, Chipper! And like that's like their like that's the memory they have like the best memory they have of going to a Braves game. That's actually so really I think cool. I think that also that like, that, that is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna Should say be I've been man. to. I think I've been to two games at at Disney. It was actually a lot of fun. I, like I know I mean it's you know a parking was free which was sick. B yeah. tickets were way too expensive because Disney, so it makes sense that they're way too expensive. Yeah. But I mean, like, like the ballpark's really nice. The you know the like like there's a lot of nice amenities there. It's just I think people really gave it a bad rep because it was like oh it was like Disney related. But I mean, if I, I didn't even suggest if the Rays moved to Orlando and somehow were able to expand that current stadium at Disney, oh my God, they would make so much bank off of that. Oh, they for sure, a hundred percent. But no, I, I actually have never been to a Braves spring training game in Orlando, but I have been to Turner Field a few times. Okay. With Turner Field. I'm never going to play there again. It's, it's taken on a new life, and it's just really weird. But So on top of all this, so, uh, you know, obviously after 08, you know, the race continued to be good. Things continued to progress. When – how did you kind of see your fandom evolve over the years in terms of – where you started out in 08 and, you know, what it eventually became. I was probably when I was in high school, because when in 08, I was in, I think I was in the sixth grade. And it was in high school, I think I started to really understand the sport more. And so I was more into the actual sport itself. And I was that weird, like, oh my God, my room was decked out and like raised stuff. It was kind of, it's kind of embarrassing. Like my binders for school would be completely decorated in Tampa Bay Rays stuff. And I would have like my favorite players and then people were like, Oh, who's that? And I'm like, Oh, don't ask, please. It's kind of embarrassing. And like, it was like nobody, like none of my friends were baseball fans. So I had like nobody to talk to. And it was just kind of like, I could only talk to my parents and nobody wants to then like, they didn't really care at that point. Cause they were still in their braves. They like, they just, I was like, I would always have like the, I would always have a raised game on my TV. 
always. And now it kind of like, I have to find a streaming service to find it because I don't pay for cable at my house. And so when I was in college, I kind of dropped off a bit because I, we didn't have, we didn't have sun sports when I was in, when I was in school. And so I kept up as much as I could. And I, I definitely could have kept up more. And I, if, up until recently in the past, like two or three years, I've picked up back where I left off and, and I've gotten my best friend to become a Rays fan. So now I have someone to talk to about it. And now she's like understanding things. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun to see someone who has never been into a sport before become into a sport. I think it's so cool. I completely get that. How much did Twitter help in terms of bringing you back to where you were before? Oh, I think, it, I think Twitter helped a lot. Cause like I've always, most of the, most of the girls in that, in the group chat that I'm in, I've followed before and I've been following them since I was in high school and talk to them every now and then. And then just, it was really during the world series that I think we all came together. And I'm like, I just, I feel like I'm already so close to these girls, even though I've never met any of them. Like, yeah, but I, I think could... Twitter definitely did. I was super into Twitter. Like if you could go back to my tweets when I was in high school, like I would be in like Twitter jail every single day because I tweeted way too much just during a three hour baseball game. So like I was super into like raised Twitter. Like I, I was like friends with all like the OG raised Twitter fam. And I, now I no thank you, but the people that are like the, like raised Twitter now, like amazing. I love it. Like I love being in this community, even though I'm probably not as active as everybody else is. Yeah. But I, it's, it's fun. How would you best describe what the community, uh, you know, what the community was and what it's become? I like, not that raised Twitter back in, you know, like 2010, 2012, like was bad. I just, I wouldn't really associate myself with a lot of those people now because I felt like it was a slightly toxic with the way that just some of them acted and spoke to each other. Mm -hmm. And it just was, I didn't, I didn't really like it. I didn't really like talking. Like I would, I'm pretty sure I was blocked from a lot of those people because back then I couldn't keep my mouth shut. And I mean, I still can't, but you know, I, I'm an adult and I try to be better about that. But I think now it's a lot better just, I think everyone's more supportive of each other just because everyone just it's like even if everyone agrees everyone has the same feelings about this team it's, it's, it's kind of all an offshoot of the same thing more or less this is that like we all kind of have like the same general idea and people might slightly disagree or you know slightly agree more with other things but like for the most part we're all basically on the same page with what we want yeah. this team to be yeah so I think and it's it a lot less toxic and a much better place now than what Ray's Twitter used to be. And and maybe since we've had a couple of successful seasons, it's like less tension within frustration for the team. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was that's kind probably of true too. Port- that was probably like <clears throat> portrayed onto other people on Twitter rather yeah. than we're more content with the team. And so we're kind of in more agreement. It's like, oh, wow, this team's good. Yeah, I agree. Like, some, well, like, like I think well, like, a lot like of that. people back then, like, if the, if the team had a rough season, like, they were just so negative. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, then don't, then don't be a fan. Because you got to, like, you got to stick by your team through the ups and the downs. Like, no matter how much they might make you, ang- like, uh, like, they make me angry. But I'm not going to sit here and talk mad crap about them. Because it doesn't affect me. I think a lot of those people just took things very personally. And I'm like, you have nothing to do with these people. Like, what? Why are you so pressed over nothing? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I trust me. I completely understand that. But I, th- you know, I like, and, and I've dealt with the same things too, because I can, I mean, personally, I I've done that before and I try to not to, I try not to do that as much with, you know, with any sports team that I um, support, but I, I mean, people get way too personal with sports a lot. And it's, it's nothing, it's nothing to say that they're bad people. It's just people take sports really personally. And I, I, I still do that. I'm sure a lot of people still do that. So it's not like something that's oh, like some yeah, crazy like, concept. You do it slightly, but like some of these people just let it affect their lives so much. And it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. Like, okay, if we suck, we suck. Like I'm used to have, I'm used to being a fan of a team that sucks. I'm a Florida state fan. So we're really going through it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so if I can make it that i can make it through just about anything hey y'all are good at basketball this year we are good at basketball we're holding on to that too it's the only thing we're good at right hey you gotta hold on to the things that you're good at exactly and they did they did win uh the national championship in 2013 so that was a nice little bright spot that is true that is true with Jameis. and then he left and then we went to yeah things 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 spiraled down mr 30 for 30 brought down the entire program but I wanted so just a quick a uh, couple quick hitters before we end this. So favorite current, like old, current, and all-time race player. Okay. Current. I'm a big Tyler Glassnow fan. Okay. As most people are, I'm sure. Old, I love James Shields. That's hey. like my dude. And second straight person with that. Hey, we're getting a lot of nice. James Shields love on the pod now, which is good. I love it. I love it. And then all-time favorite. I would he I would have I'm gonna say Jason Bartlett. He was my first ever shirt. Oh, that's a legend. I he is like my favorite baseball player of all time. I feel like he's kind of like how Nick Collison was in basketball, where he did what he needed to do on the field. Yeah, people loved him. He came in, he came in, did his job, left. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I I just he's my favorite of all time. I respect that. That's our first Jason Bartlett shout out on the podcast. That's actually very. Definitely a very unique answer, but I, that's why it's so cool is because no one really, and that's a memorable answer. I like that. Nobody, nobody ever, like, even back then, like, nobody ever really talked about it. And I'm like, why? Like, this guy's awesome. Uh, he's, he's the best. Wait, Evan, I don't know if, did I ever ask you that question? What's your old, current, all-time? I don't think I've ever gotten that question. Do you want me to answer? Yeah. Current, probably, I, I would say Willie. I think okay. Willie's probably my favorite. Old, whew. I would say probably David Price. Okay. Probably. Other than all time, it's got to be Longo. Like, I know that's a very common answer, but yeah. same first name. He's top three, fa- most, my favorite athletes of all time, not just baseball. Yeah. It's, yeah, mine is, I'm trying to think, well, current's Brandon Lau. Like, like, there's not even a question. Best player in baseball, just not even a contest. Old, oh, man. I loved Carlos Pena. I loved Carlos Pena. He was just like, he was inconsistent at times, but I just I, I love Carlos Pena. Dude's dude, yeah. dude's a goat. Placata, just that's I mean, and he's great on on MLB uh, on MLB Network, which is great too. And then I mean, yeah, it's got to be Longo. It's just <laughs> not even a question. He's oh. I had I had a falling out with him after he got traded because a I was too devastated that he got traded, and b, he he said what he said about the team and about them moving, and I was just. Just why? Just don't open your mouth, please. Like, I love you. Just, just, just shut up about it. Just, you, you know how we all feel about it. You know that you feel the exact same way as us. But just, yeah. Don't say anything, yeah. and you're clean. That one, oh, that one, that was another trade that really, really hurt. 
like when that came out like that was just the first one that hurt me was the price trade that that killed me because yeah. because we were still in contention at the time which didn't make any sense to me or at least if i remember correctly we were still in contention but pff, that was i mean it's fine now because i guess we have adamas but like uh. yeah that that like, trade that, that was like, the worst trade i've ever seen i told the group chat i'm like i feel like being a Rays fan is like, like being um, a game of thrones fan like you you just don't get attached to anybody <laughs> that's, like, yeah that's a good that's a good like never seen game comparison. of thrones but honestly yeah instead of I like killing off your favorite character they just get rid of them mm-hmm. it's like the same thing that, that is a great uh that's a great comparison that is a really good comparison i have, I have seen thrones and you They're learn the, you, you you learn the hard way oh that God. don't become too attached to anybody season one episode 10 no no Oh, oh, that red was wedding, worse. the red wedding. You can't oh get much god. worse than that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually like a really, really interesting comparison. I didn't even think about that. Okay, so a couple, couple more. Um, also, oh wait, sorry. I also, I have a, wait. So for old, I have a tie. I meant to say a uh, David Price or BJ Upton. Forgot about BJ. Oh, oh my no! god, dude. Oh, really? <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he, I mean, he was good, but like he uh, it's, looked like he didn't care one bit when he was oh, playing. It, it, it's more the for the end, Bulls. I, towards the end, he was like that. Well, that's why yeah. I just stopped. I mean, it, oh my, he could have been so good. He it, just never put in the full it, potential. He was in, like, for the, like, I, I just, I clearly remember watching him for the Bulls. And then 2011, he was good on that team. And then, yeah, he did kind of, like, I agree. Like, his attitude wasn't the best, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just loved him kind of growing up. And then. Like, BJ yes. Upton in his prime. Yeah, yeah, that, I'll, yeah, I'll say that, but I just can't forgive him for for whatever the hell, whatever else he did. What's your favorite part about the trop? And not only that, but does it get a bad rap? I I love the air conditioning. To be honest, I live in Florida. I need I need air conditioning, and I think it does get a bad rap. Uh, yeah, it's it's not the most attractive baseball like baseball stadium, and I get people like, oh, well, would it be better if it had a retractable roof? I will say that. Like I retractable roofs are like the way to go, but I don't think, I think people say you're not getting the true baseball experience because it has a dome. Like who cares? I don't care about that. Like the true baseball experience for me is being there watching it. I don't care where I am. Like the section 300, that's the best place to sit. And now they don't even, you can't even sit there anymore, but it, I, I think it does get a bad rap. And I just, I like, I like the feel when I get there. I don't, I can't explain that. I just, it feels like another home to me when I go. I just, I like, I know that place like the back of my hand. Uh, no, I, I like that. That's a good answer. Favorite part about the 2020 season? Definitely coming back against the Astros. Just because they're, they're going to, you thought they were going to like, oh, you're, they're going to sweep them and they don't. And then they lose again and they lose again. Like I like, that was like, I was on my, the edge of my seat in all of those games i just it i was like you are you guys are testing me right now like i feel like you are testing if to see if i am a true fan or not and i am but i'm not gonna be very happy but i think that was probably the best was just seeing them come back even though they shouldn't have had to yeah but i like a good comeback story and i think that's what we had yeah agreed i got i got three more first one favorite raised uniform of all time um i love a good powder blue I, I love I, like I love our like Sunday blues and anyone who wears high socks. I, anyone Ooh. who wears high socks, I want I want a powder blue with the white pants and high socks. 
Willie just rocks that jersey too. He too does. Nicely. He Will, does. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Do you think Wander is getting called up this year? And if he does, when is he getting called up? I don't. I I don't know. If he does, I think it'll be later in the season. Okay. Just because with the injury that he's had. And so are we I think, talking post All Star break? Yeah, I would okay. say so. If they're gonna pull him up, it'll be post All Star break. Just I. I think he needs a little bit more time. Agreed. Agreed, but I, I, I think he could come up earlier, but I don't, I don't know. What's, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I would like I to see him. I would love to see what he's going to bring to the team, but I think he needs a little bit more time. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be I mean, stud. Yeah, don't he's rush him. No, let him. Don't, let him don't rush there. greatness. Don't rush greatness. <laughs> good and things come to those who wait, and exactly. Franco is going to be exactly. good, hopefully. He's going to be so. good. Final thing, what are you most excited about for, t- for, the t- for the 2021 season? Hopefully being able to go to the games, even if it's, like, limited capacity. I've been looking at trying to get, like, the weekend season path, like season tickets, and I, like, was going to look – I almost drove to Texas for the World Series, but then looked at the ticket prices, and I can't do that. Yeah. That's like more than my paycheck. Hope- hopefully just being able to actually go, go to the games because I miss that. I don't know if it'll happen. If other sports are able to do it, I really don't see why baseball isn't. But you never know. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to the season starting because I feel like I'm lost without baseball to watch. I feel that. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be like kind of like the NFL where it's kind of state yeah. by state, maybe. Yeah. It's not like a commissioner like call. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll feel it out and they'll see kind of how it works. Because um, I think the NHL did a commissioner call. I think the I think – Oh, okay. There's no fans across the NHL, but yeah, I could see, I could see them doing um something like the NFL, which I kind of hope they do. Just I think, I think back. we're all hoping, you know, in safely, a sa- yeah, safely, yeah. safely having fans yeah. back at games. That that's the thing for the future. But yeah, uh, and as the vaccine becomes more available, I think yeah. I think that might make it more kind of definitely pro fans returning. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. All right. Well. Michaela, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, for people that don't know uh, your presence on social media, all of that stuff, where can people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter. That'll probably where I, I will talk about baseball the most. At It's at Yescobars. It's, that's a play on UNL Escobar's name. So at Yescobars, you can follow me there on Twitter. That's probably where I'll just be the most active talking about baseball nowhere else i kind of just like shit post so probably twitter would be the best all right well all right well make sure to follow make sure to oh wait sorry evan my bad (laughs) no i was just gonna say yeah thank you so much for taking the time michaela of course thank you guys for having me i had a good time yeah so make sure to follow michaela yescobars and so again michaela thank you so much for taking the time to come on and for everyone listening thank you so much for listening to this episode hopefully by this point when we release this We'll actually get the website going. We'll have other things going on social media, on YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you haven't followed what we're doing, we're on Twitter at Raise the Roof TV. The RTR and TB are all capitalized. It's the same thing on Instagram, all lowercase. And we're around. We'll, you know, we're posting stuff on Twitter or posting stuff on Reddit. Obviously, Twitter, Twitter, Reddit, Discord server. Um, you know, a- anywhere mostly that you can find us. And for the podcast here, you can. You know, uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, mostly wherever you can find podcasts, uh, you can find us. So thanks again, everyone, for listening. And from all of us, stay safe, stay healthy. Please wear a mask and raise up. Raise up. Raise up.